It's coming from the field that this ain't exactly real or it's real but it ain't exactly there From the war against disorder from the sirens night and day from the fires of the homeless from the ashes Welcome, BK. We'll be getting started in just a few minutes. This is Democracy by Leonard Cohen. And I'm Amanda Rice. Welcome. It's coming through a crack in the wall On a visionary flood of alcohol From the staggering account of the Sermon on the Mount, which I don't pretend to understand at all. It's coming from the silence on the dock of the bay, from the brave, the bold, the battered heart of Chevrolet. The seals come to the USA. getting started in just a few minutes. In the meantime, we're going to listen to Leonard Cohen. Selah, Selah, oh my dear ship of state, to the shores of need, past the reefs of greed, through the smalls of
listening to Leonard Cohen while we wait for folks to show up. Who would like to be a speaker, just go ahead and call in. Welcome, everybody, to Crowdsourcing the Revolution. Today, we're going to talk about actually doing something. I'd like to give a little bit of time for folks to arrive. Um, Andrew, would you like to come up and speak? Hello, how are you? Rudy, Derek, um, you let's, back. um, yay, yay, hey, Loki, welcome. Haven't heard you in ages. Yeah, a bit of a goal, um, in that, because I think a lot of us want to, um, figure out what we could be doing to make some kind of, you know, you push, put it. Use enough people pushing up against something, you might be able to move it a little bit. So, so um, Andrew and I kind of talked about how 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 would we put together um, a situation on Discord, and I I don't know Discord etiquette very well, and so let me go back to the top. So the idea is, and I have this in the show notes, there's kind of three categories that I broke things down into from all of the different call-ins that we've been on and conversations we've had. There's advocacy issues. There's individual actions, like things you can just do. You don't necessarily need somebody else. And then there's group project ideas. And, and so 
I was thinking that maybe we could have some discussion on Discord about um, um, some of these group project ideas. Um, what I'd like to do is 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 find out what everybody else thinks this show's goal should be because this is not always. I don't want to be the only one, you know, directing things. So that's that's what my understanding is. Hey, hey Amanda, uh, I just I had an idea today, and it came from uh, basically, uh, you know, just seeing uh, another another person that holds uh, uh, call-in rooms over here, uh, William, but his his situation being disabled and stuff, he actually he has a lot of. He has a lot of uh, time on his hands, and I was just thinking, like, how how many retirement homes or elderly care facilities or even, you know, just places for people that are disabled, like William himself, like, are full of people with just, like, no challenge in life who are freaking just itching for, for something to do. And, you know, maybe, <clears throat> of course, it would have to be coordinated, but we could... We could, you know, turn, you know, the, the the thrown away elderly, basically, or the the castaways of society, to like, you know, maybe pressure our politicians. You know, they they call they cold call us. Why don't we cold call them? And I'm sure I'm sure there's certain people that need a little more a little more harassment to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that idea and getting getting older people involved, especially people that that have time on their hands. You know, the busy bodies of the world. Um, so, do you, if you want, I can read through the the um, the list of the group project ideas, and maybe we could like settle on one or two that we could have two different. Um, calls on I I'm sorry I don't I'm not familiar with terminology yeah it is you can do a call like an audio or video call uh -huh. I, don't know, I don't know so there's like a main I think it's called the people's anti-corruption server um, and then there's like a sub channel for different topics already um, my understanding is uh, you can at least have a call over the whole Discord and maybe also particularly within a, a sub-channel. So we can take some of these uh, project ideas and if they're not already a sub-channel, um, create a sub-channel for them. And then we can have like separate uh, kind of breakout groups who focus on one or the other uh, projects that we talk about. <clears throat> and, then, um, and then we can get to... Uh, maybe like a recap. But yeah, I mean, generally I agree with uh, what Amanda was getting at, but I think that we've come up with so many good ideas or or at least in educated each other about many good existing projects. And I wanted to just start the Discord, not necessarily to replace the conversation we have on Colin, but have somewhere where, say, you know, there's... There's several of us who are in uh, the Oakland area, for instance. There's a few of us in, uh, like, Washington State area that I've talked to. And things like, you know, there, there's little pockets of people, maybe not so close as all within the same city, but may as well get together and start to have a place where when we 
come up with a great idea and try something, there's a little bit of a record of it. Like, um, we keep, I think oftentimes we'll rehash issues a lot, and sometimes that's totally fine and necessary because it's for new people or, you know, returning friends who didn't hear it. But, yeah, that's just my thought is, like, let's try and uh, get our hands a little bit dirty and kind of start to report back with each other what are we, you know, did we join an existing group? Did we start a another project? What are people into? Well, Andrew, what you were referring to on Discord, are, are those things that you established personally or they already existed there? started a Discord server and I called it the People's Anti-Corruption Server. Um, but, you know, there are certainly already uh, Discords for everything from, you know, like a kind of streamer um, community to... Uh, like actual organizing. I have used Discord before for existing groups that do some form of community organizing or mutual aid. Uh, it's maybe more common to use like uh, Signal usually, but I've also used Discord for that. So I just kind of started one with what I thought was a decent name and a relatively innocuous uh, picture and thought, let's just go with it and I have no desire to gatekeep who gets to be in it, really, or steer the conversation. I'm open for there to be as many um, side channels as possible. The only thing I would say is let's keep, like, I think Amanda already started a memes channel. Let's just keep the memes on the memes channel, because I've, I've been in other groups that have been called, like, the, you know, X city, you know, Y project organizing group. Or uh, strategy, um, you know, strategy discussion, and it just immediately becomes all memes. That's the only thing I would probably put a hard no to. But otherwise, I don't have any uh, strong preferences or vetoes over what projects people want to do in their local areas. I just think this, there's too good of an opportunity to be talking to people across the U.S. and across multiple countries to not take advantage of that and, and make it into, like... Like, fuck, just do a lunch meetup. <laughs> like, if there's people, they do a lunch meetup or a barbecue or some shit. Um, and maybe have a building or in a park near you and invite people who are also not, you know, necessarily political and be like, hey, what if we grew some food or defunded the right. police? I don't know. I just want to reiterate, um, folks are welcome to call in and, and come into the speaker queue. Um, what... What we're talking about is a Discord server to kind of expand on some of the topics that we've that we've come across here on on call in, and a couple of really interesting ones that I'm specifically interested in is is the the idea of of redrafting or or writing a new constitution, um, a lefty credit union. Um, the, and a, a left version of the of ALEC, like a Legislative Exchange Council, a, a, an organization that would put together potential le legislation at the at the state level, because that that's um, those are these are um, all projects that I think could be really useful. And there are a few organizations I've dis I've found. Zainab, I, I sent you an invite. Me or 
it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's glitchy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you weren't coming in all that clear though. Just there we go. But um, as far as Discord goes, I have no experience with Discord. Um, I'm assuming that you can you can create a, a room of sorts um, where where you just have you know whoever you invite and don't keep it open. I mean, as much as I like open dialogue with as many people as possible. Oh yeah, no, I I've only invited people who I've talked to a few times and are not you know Greg, <laughs> but everyone right. is. Everyone who's relatively <laughs> serious is is welcome to come and talk shop about, you know, what corner of the world do you live in? What are you trying to do? And um, I think that with, um, I think that with, um, I don't know, like with enough people in, in a broad area, like you're over in uh, Wisconsin, aren't you, Derek? Yep. Yeah, I don't know a lot of other people who are like politically active there personally, but I do have some other people there and I'm sure you've run into other people close enough that like a, you know, couple times a year meetup. Also, oh, you know the the resources and organizations that are there on a local basis more than other people around the country or maybe someone around the country right. knows a resource you can access there. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, from time to time, I don't necessarily well, maybe and you once can, a week. I, I think don't know. you can you can set you can set a focus and and it I don't think it's rude to say hey let's get back to the focus that we're working on at the moment. I think that's I think people know how to do that. Yeah, too sweet to do that. I feel obnoxious telling people to shut up, but they don't have a problem telling me to shut up. So maybe I should grow up. Um, as far as on calling, on calling here, it would be nice Wait, if we Derek, could... Derek, Derek. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Zainab. My... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I was just saying on Discord, you can create private rooms. So, like, if you've got a subject, you know, and then you can invite people. And oftentimes, like, I've moderated a lot of these spaces. So, I'll be like, we're staying on topic. Here's the topic, and sometimes even like a like just a rough outline agenda. Like I, I thought that Amanda did a really good job with like this agenda today. I thought that was kind of awesome. Um, like just a really rough agenda, and then that that really does help to keep people on um, to keep people on target and to kind of keep the the flow going. And then if you want to add to the agenda while you're talking, that's great. As long as it's under the subject, you know, of whatever you're calling for. But that's the nice thing about Discord is you can create like channels and groups um, for, for very specific things. So yeah, it, it um, would be nice to, thing. it would be nice to be able to do that, do this more on Colin where you, you know, you can invite everybody that follows you or however it works. Um, or, or you could be more selective. I keep getting, and I'd love for somebody to tell me I'm missing something here, but uh, the couple times that I've gone to do this where I didn't feel like talking to the entire fucking world, um, I only had the option of inviting, like, and Jed, if you'd like, and David, and Peter, hi, Peter, if you'd like to call in, please, please do so, and um, and we'll get you in for the call. Derek, back to you. Yeah. Okay. Are, are you saying that you can invite everybody? Uh, well, not everybody, but everybody you want. Um, 
as long getting past the list of 20 as long as you type in their names individually I, is that what you're yes i think so and i think you can so send out a link like you can send out a link um which i always monitor who comes in through the link but on discord you can create a link they do have to set up a discord account or have a discord account in order to call in on discord but you can send out a link to people. Let's say they're on Twitter or you've got friends on Facebook, that people that are off of this platform that you might want to invite to, you can send a link out from Discord for that meeting. Kind of like Zoom, if you guys have ever used that a little bit. Amanda, Peter wants to get in as well. Please. I just saw him and and um and please please unmute yourself if you're willing to take on moderate. Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening, where whatever you are. Depends on where you are. Yeah. So Amanda, I, I actually, you know, I think I you can tell that I'm a big advocate for revolution, especially in America, right? So I really I can see you have a pretty long list of things you want to do. But I would suggest that you kind of, you, you have to run this like a business. I think you probably have to have some kind of a, like a board of directors in the companies out of a, like a 95 different initiatives. You kind of want to look at your, your long-term and short-term goal and your resources and, uh, and then kind of a, have to filter down to a few specific and achievable uh, project, right? Because otherwise you'd be spreading Oh no, I completely agree. The idea yeah. was to make sure that mm -hmm. there was a broad range of projects that people might be interested in, but no yep. one person is gonna do any of that. We are at the very beginning of anything so that's mm -hmm. why there's no structure yet. But I don't know mm -hmm. what kind of structure I would want to put onto it because yeah, I, mm -hmm. I it, it's easy to fall back into the old headspaces. Welcome, Josh, yeah. Julius, Samantha. Welcome. Go ahead, Peter. So uh, I'm going to just use all your speakers right now on uh, online, eight of you, and just you know pretending, uh, not pretending, assuming you are the you can you know you made up the board. Uh, uh, as a board members, right? So someone comes in, he is a founder of this uh, platform called the Discord, okay? So so one of the 90 project is uh, promoting this uh, Discord, right? So I believe the the founder of this Discord should, give, should be given the opportunity to present, you know, to do a you know, demonstration, a PowerPoint presentation, whatever you want to call it. That why under the limited resources and the broad, you know, and got a variety of goals the board wants to achieve, why this is the time to put the, the you know, Discord as a uh, pro project for this year. I mean, just, you know, I'm just throwing this out as an example. And uh, you know, I uh, of course I'm I'm calling not I'm calling here not because uh, <laughs> you know I have some personal agenda because uh, I know I the other day I put in this uh, term limits uh, using 
uh, Newt Gingrich's uh, strategy back then, right? But my, I personally felt that a, a third party uh, 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 in America is almost a must-have at this point. And uh, I have heard uh, Andrew Yang uh, in uh, uh, have a call-in episode, uh, being interviewed by a call-in host. I think uh, Sabi uh, had a, a topic about the third party. And, uh, you know, I w I'm hoping, truly hoping is that uh, if a third party is really that important, then, you know, some of you probably can think about how to identify the real doers. Remember, the, this, uh, this, the title of this episode is actually doing something. The real doers. How to get those real doers together, such as Andrew Yang, such as, uh, is that, uh, 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 what's her name? James, get them on the same call-in platform, maybe with a Zoom conference call or whatever, video. Just have a call the third-party constitution conference, whatever you want to call it, right? Really have these people, because Andrew Yang, yeah. go ahead. Go I, I, ahead. I did go. that. I, I hosted that. <laughs> and we Great. had Bill Stein, Andrew Yang, and it was for the People's Party, and then we had Marianne Williamson. Uh-huh. Um, and we actually had Ralph Nader helping with the, the, the People's Party's bad news. But oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. When I Go was ahead. still yes. there, we, we, we did that. And one of the issues that, that I've been having, you know, is that we are turning to these big faces and these big leaders in order to do something, but they're not the doers. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, 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 I appreciate you. Yeah. coming from, but they're not the doers. And I believe they are, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that in an arrogant way or anything. I just have. Um, but they're not the doers. They're not the ones that are getting the stuff done, doing the work behind the scenes. And in a way, we're a little bit distracted by federal politics. And although I think a third party is really good and that we should still be doing that, this is just my opinion. Like, um, there's so much that we could be doing right now. Like, we could be fighting at our state houses against the legislation that's being passed, that's being taking where rights. We could be doing ballot initiatives for tenant rights. We could be doing things that are impacting people right now. Now, there are some people that are starting third parties and doing third parties, but it is an insane. Before you even can write a constitution for a third party, you have to get FEC. You have to get ballot access in 50 states. You have to get FEC approved. You have to start a political action committee. Like, there's a million things that you have to do. And I know because I was helping to try to build out that infrastructure for the people's party. So I think third parties are really good and I and I and I agree with you that there has to be structure and whatever projects there has to be some uh, organizing behind it and it has to be thought of in a certain way but one of the problems that I've seen in every organization that I've helped run or establish or build is the top-down hierarchical structure it's not a flatarchy but like the pyramid structure like corporation um, the more holistic corporations like you see in um, you see in uh, tech actually works a little bit better. But when you have the top down, that's where a lot of the problems happen. People grift off of it. They make money off of it and no actions happen from it. So I, yeah, think, so I see where you're coming from completely. There does have to be structure, but that top down hierarchical structure and the big name faces is where we're kind of getting in trouble from. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, totally. So uh, I'm not suggesting top-down, by the way. I, I, 
uh, I want to go back to what Amanda is passionate about, which I entirely agree from multiple for multiple reasons. The ERA, I think Amanda, if you remember that, I think because the DOPS decision, the ERA should be a top priority because uh, it's already you know, more than half halfway accomplished, right? I think you mentioned about probably like a 35 states already ratified. Is that right? So, you know, from the get-go, in my opinion- 38, 38, 38. Yeah, hanging fruit to pursue, right? So, you know, from the get-go, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not advocating top-down. I'm just bringing up this uh, topic saying there should be a, this should be run like a business that you set the goal, it's not whether you're going to achieve it or not. It means that you did everything possible to achieve that. If not okay, successful, so let then me, move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Go okay, ahead. so let me explain why the way that I see this undertaking. I don't see this undertaking as being a, a company. I see a loose um, network of very smart people who... Mm -hmm. have a similar way of seeing the world and i see i see democracy as something that has to be done by everybody and everybody has a role in it and so mm -hmm. by providing this list i'm not saying that this group is going to do these things specifically I'm not saying that we're going to build some kind of organization that will do them. That could be a that could be something that happens. What I am trying to do is I'm trying to give a an agenda to the American people and say these all these when you have 300 million people, there's a lot of people that need something to do. So having such an abominably long list of things to do instead of looking at it and saying, I can't do all that, you look at it and you say, look, we've got all of these people that we need to bring in to the democratic process in some way. And everybody's gonna have their own way that makes them feel comfortable, the way that brings them in. Like the thing that seems to bring you in is about the, the judicial white privilege and you're very knowledgeable and you continue to educate. And I, that's a fantastic. And that's not on my list only because it's something that's already being done. I appreciate uh, I, uh, first, I truly appreciate your kind words uh, on my show. The, uh, the uh, going back is that uh, I actually believe not only you have to run to be successful, to act to, to, because uh, again, we're talking about revolution, right? The, your show's name is called Crowdsourcing a Revolution, not some kind of a crowdsourcing a hobby for the state of Mississippi or for some retirees in Connecticut, right? You're still talking about crowdsourcing a revolution. To me, to actually to make a revolution, you actually need to be even more disciplined than if you are running a business. So you look at all the revolutionary people in the past, including George Washington, including Rosa Parks, including that, what, who's that woman uh, running the Underground Railway? Uh, Harriet Turpman? Whoever Tubman. that lady who's Tubman, Tubman, right? Yeah. Yes. They, David, they all I have see a, you. 
they all have a day job, but at night they're doing something very serious, serious shit, right? They actually run the revolution in a fucking way. Because the other day I was complaining to a, to a, you know, Katie Halper show. I said, all these callers on your show, in these I call it, you know, leftist show, whatever you want to call them, they're all basement uh, 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 wet dreamers. They they have no they, they cannot compare to Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, who traveled globally for their revolution act. And I, you know, and uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, Peter, Peter, let's give David, a, David a sec. Sure, sure. The, the people that you've mentioned specifically, I think, aside from George Washington, none of those people wanted to be revolutionaries. None of those people had any interest in being activists that it was brought to them, especially people like Muhammad Ali. He, he wanted, he did not want to be an activist. He made that very clear. He didn't have really much of a choice but to be an activist because of his fame, because of his talent. The same with people like Rosa Parks. She wanted to make change, but she didn't want to be the person. Like we're taught in school that she just up and decided one day not to get up, not to give up her seat on, on the bus one day. That's not what happened. That There was a lot of planning by people who brought that to be to 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 bring that to come to, to to fruition, so what's happening now? This, like I say, conversations like this, planning at this level, that is revolutionary. And what we have to have to get out of that mindset is that the revolution is something that's going to happen tomorrow after we do enough organizing. That's it's not that's not what that is. It is an every day, every step planning kind of like back to to, to um what uh Z zainab was saying about how the the people that she's talking to the the, the marion williamson's the the, the the andrew yang's those people are not the revolutionaries those people don't get me wrong they can be allies but they're not the ones out here doing the ground level work, state level planning. Andrew Yang is running a business because Andrew Yang is a businessman who wants to find profit. And there's a lot of profit in becoming a politician. Not trying to disparage him, that's just his avenue. Marianne Williamson is, 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 is similar in that light, but she, instead of doing it from a business as aspect, she is doing it from a, a talking to people, using her skill as a spiritual guide to again, try and bring light to issues that are important to her. So I, I feel like trying to push and, and say people have to be uberly disciplined. We, we need to not be so militant in that way. We do need to be militant ultimately, but we don't need to be militant in a way that is going to turn regular people off and be like, oh, this is too much for me. I got, you know, I work 40 hours a week. I, I got all this other stuff. I'm in school. I'm like, we have got to remember that the people that we need to mobilize are people who are being crushed by the capitalist system, who work at jobs already, who are already overworked. And we're asking them to give up their last little bit to come in and do extra stuff. So we need to be getting very granular about the list, like like Amanda was saying about the list that we're creating, we need to be very granular about those lists. It needs to be to a point where we have a list for people who 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 do very simple things. Somebody who just wants to sit at their computer, we don't want to be turning that person off. And maybe asking them to go and meet somebody 
once a month at the absolute most kind of, you know, thinking about it in ways that are in very bite-sized pieces that people can tolerate. I appreciate what you're saying, but it really feels like that, that type of logic, that type of rhetoric is going to turn a lot of people off. But I, I, I do understand what you mean when you say that we need the organization that you would see at a successful business or corporation. Yeah, I got to agree a lot. Um, I'll make it quick, Martin. I saw you unmuted the same time as me, but I, I think that um, one of the first things that I would envision is if people if people pick a, a particular topic, a particular issue to work on, and there's a lot of uh, ones on Amanda's list. There's numerous others that I would add to that list that are very important. The the reality is there are already organizations that are working on some of those issues. Now, there's there's some wisdom in the don't reinvent the wheel, and there's also wisdom in, well, a lot of nonprofits uh, or other kind of NGOs or social organizations that exist are are not necessarily taking the right approach to to end the problems stemming from that issue. So so maybe I would say, yeah, like go join an existing group or start to think about is there is there a reason do we have the resources uh in a particular area to start a new group to address an, an issue like uh housing policy uh at the state level like or whatever agricultural policy local agriculture that's a big one for me but um the first thing i would advocate we do is because you know we do have i feel like really if we if we if we just quickly scan across the the people in this show and in many of our past shows who have expressed interest in a lot of these issues, we may have over a hundred people across the U S who are interested in, in taking part in these, um, you know, pushes for change. And we, we likely have well over that. If you include people internationally who uh, help us with kind of conceptualizing these projects. But what I would just say is the first thing I would say to do have a barbecue, that's what I said before. Have a have a fucking lunch meeting because we do not have enough uh, people, a, a critical mass of people in any one part of the country. I um, like to, to really push. Sorry, really, I'll finish really quickly. Just to push for much of anything. I mean, we may say uh, join this group that's already larger in your area that already has closer to a critical mass. Like Marco's in here a lot. Uh, he's already got a coalition of a couple different groups in the the Portland area who have done countywide organizing successfully. So maybe if someone else pops up in Portland or Gresham, I would say go taco. There's already stuff to do. But I would also say, like, if you live in an apartment building, uh, if you live in a neighborhood and you know some of the people or you don't, uh, try to make your first thing and your first multiple things or your first recurring uh, events that you plan, make them uh, interesting and in a way casual. Like there's, there's always a lot of good that can come from what is a casual uh, you know, instance, I have a friend who had basically like a, a, a get together party type of thing with people in his apartment buildings about six years ago now, um, maybe, se maybe five or six years ago. And after that, uh, you know, casual event, they all realized how dissatisfied they, they collectively were with the apartment building management, the rent increases that were rampant, the kind of verbal abuse from the owners when they tried to get anything done so they organized their apartment building to try and organize for 
you know, collective bargaining like a union would in the apartment building. And that brought my friend and numerous other people from this building into a now years long, um, you know, relationship with different activist groups and, and have started up a lot of projects that have done a lot of good. So I think that um, I agree with what David was saying, starting with the uh, the rhetoric of we're doing a revolution uh, in the U.S., I think that that will come across, and in many places, I think that will come across as like, yeah, all right, buddy, we heard that before. There's a lot of, like you described yourself, like there's a lot of basement revolutionaries. What the fuck are you guys actually doing, and why would I even be interested? People will be turned off by that real quick. Until you develop some kind of actual personal relationship with people, uh, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of positive response and progress made from saying, uh, join my brand new that I just made with 10 other people, very disciplined revolutionary organization. I don't think you'll get much, uh, you know, much pull from that. Uh, also I did see Martin wanted to say something. And um, they nap too. Yeah. May I wish out? Martin, did you want to? Yeah. I just wanted to say that we can do uh we could not necessarily in the structure of our uh movement but definitely we can take uh, lessons from them when it comes to project management methodology uh and individuals can take uh ownership of different projects that we want to implement as david uh, spoke out there was a lot of people who were behind uh, rosa park for example and somebody can take ownership of that project and have individuals that they select or include in that project. And we can follow that project up externally and get reports back on that project, which is really good, but not necessarily structuring ourselves as the thing that we're trying to avoid having. <laughs> I believe Zainab had a good points in when it came to that. Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and besides that, uh, I personally, uh, like when it comes to this, this sort of thing, like what Rosa Park did, I was involved in a discussion at uh, a room Stoopy had uh, last week, I believe it was. And because I have a marketing background uh, and uh, I suggested just on top of my head, a couple of things that we could do that would create attention create some type of buzz and uh, create uh, sort of like um, awareness about the, our projects. And that's sort of thing that I can bring in. And, and that is a really good way to create attention and, and get awareness about our projects. And I feel like we can take lessons from Rosa Park, as David uh, gave a good example of. Uh, on to you, Zena. Hey guys, um, I was just thinking like one of the, <clears throat> so people call me in after they start a project and it kind of goes south, right? I like, that's been my volunteer work for about 12 years now, kind of like kitchen nightmares for organizing, right? <laughs> and I would kind of go in and help them, you know, with their 501c3s, their co-ops, whatever it was they were doing, help them to get their volunteers. One of the things is, is people will start something and then they'll bring a bunch of volunteers in and they'll have nothing for them to do. And then it gets, it's like, because they're not organized first. And one of the biggest takeaways I've had is 
I learned from people, right? I learned from seasoned organizers and I'm still learning. And I learned from people that bring new ideas, but there has to be a mix of both. I, I tend to find, you know, sometimes in the circles, like people school me on stuff and I'm like, dudes, you don't know what you're talking about right now. Like, and I get frustrated and I try not to, but I'm like, you know, I think that there, I think there's value in listening to seasoned organizers. I'm not talking about establishment people. I'm talking about people that have already done the work on the ground, that have already done initiatives and trying to look for some of those people to bring in like national messaging. That's one of my expertise. Like I have a lot of experience in that. And I hear a lot of people talk about it and I'm like, been there, tried that, doesn't work. Or yes, that's a great idea. That will absolutely work, but maybe tweak it a little bit. Or wow, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that one. Let's test it out. But um, like there has to be, there is benefit in having the humility as individuals organizing. It's something that I remind myself of constantly to realize that we don't know it all and we don't have all the answers. And, you know, we don't know organizational structure really till we start to build it. And God, I have like dealt with all kinds of different structures that were all crazy. Some of them really good. Some of them really bad. Some of them just not that effective, you know, and learned a lot from it. But there's a lot of value to listening to people that have done it, that have done on the groundwork. And these are not going to be the celebrities, right? The people that are behind all these candidates running for office, they have teams. Amanda and I've talked about this before. They have teams, a lot of them do to prop them up. But there are candidates who ran their own campaigns that know about organizing top to back because they had to do it to try to get votes. So there's a whole wealth of people out there that have done organizing work. And if we walk into a situation or a space as if we have all the answers and everyone has all the answers, that's where you get the armchair activist. But listen to the people that have like done work. You know, I learned a whole lot from, uh, um, he's not on here, but his name's Marco. And Marco's done a ton of ballot initiatives. And he was talking the other night on one of the shows. And I was like, oh my God, Marco has like a wealth of knowledge. And then there's another guy named Roger. Um, and Roger is amazing. He was on Savvy's show last night. And Roger's always sending me information, you know, and he's more knowledgeable about what's happening at the state level than anyone I know. So Look at people's strengths, organize around people's strengths too. have that kind of structure. But then also we all need to adopt a little bit of humility all in approach and listen to seasoned organizers because they have a lot of value to bring to the table. Just real quick. Can I ask if you could suggest or put any um, resources that you know in the chat for people who want to learn more about organizing? Because that's kind of where I am right now, I, I work as a nurse, so I have a limited amount of disposable time that I can devote to things like that. And that's one of the things that I've been working on. So I'm trying to find like information that tells you what mindset, what to do, gives you strategies. That's the kind of stuff that I've been trying to learn and internalize so that I can hopefully become one of those experts and knows how to organize things, who knows how to start a ballot initiative. So anything that you could put in the chat, just a little aside. I don't know that I, I mean, a lot of what I know is just from doing for the last decade, you know, seriously. Before we, there is, I don't want to get too far. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get too far off because I wanted to give Peter a chance to respond before we get off too far off topic. Oh, sorry, and and I, I, 
I, I don't mean, and David, I want you to get those resources. I, I want to come back to that. I've put it in the parking lot. I wrote it down so we don't forget. Peter. I appreciate it, Amanda. So I want to focus again on the word revolution because the show is about crowdsourcing a revolution. So about I, before you go too far on uh, that, so one of the things I'm going to mm -hmm. say about that is is about the rent renters issues. I know, you know, I read a little bit about it, right? So they have proposed something which I think, you know, it's a pretty interesting uh, and and all that. Uh, to organize, to, to address the renters' issues, you can either talk to a few renters, say, in New York City or some, in Boston to address their high, high rents and all that. That's one approach. That's not a revolution. A revolution could be, a, a renters' revolution may be organized through this platform called the Discord that we just talked about to see whether there is a digital platform to set up a collective bargaining platform with the help of a real estate attorneys and may, maybe some experienced uh, rental property managers, whatever, to come up with a revolution. It's called the renter's revolution. So that's the difference I'm talking about. The, uh, uh, but I want to address this. I'm really playing a devil's advocate for for the for the benefit of the revolutionaries like yourself okay don't treat me too seriously because i'm always critical and uh, but i want to challenge your creativity and uh, I, I i would like to you know i do want to challenge you to come up with a revolutionary approach to the same issue that had been dragging down america for the longest time so that is what my purpose not to humiliate anyone not to you know curse anyone and all that i'm just saying hey there could be an alternative that could be called revolutionary compared to you know what's already been done so so that's what i want to address uh, for zainet uh, i'll keep it short is that i do want to talk about your experience with those uh, uh third party uh, leaders for lack of better expression but uh, you know but i'll give you i'll give others uh, opportunity to respond I just, for me, it's this, this show is more about crowdsourcing. The project that we are talking about does not belong to me. It belongs to everybody because I believe that we all have to put in the effort, whether it's a revolution that is not going to necessarily start tomorrow. Thank you, David. I really appreciated your input on, um, when you were speaking to that, um, and one of the reasons why there are so many, and I hope that list gets longer, the list there are so many projects, because if everybody crowds on to only 30 projects and we've got 100 million people, I mean, people really do need to get involved. And I really appreciate what Andrew said about having people across the country. I think that we should have a discord video barbecue and i know when i go to a barbecue you know there's the part at the beginning where everybody's kind of all milling around and talking to each other and by the end of the time 
people are kind of off in little different areas having their own little barbecue experiences. Maybe we could do something like that where we would set a time and folks who are part of this larger circulation of people um, could we could do something like that that would then break into separate little calls. Just a thought. Now I'm going to shut up. Guys, um, can I just throw in a little bit of something here? I completely, I think I completely understand where you are at the moment because I kind of have gone through something similar on a, on a smaller scale, but very serious uh, industrial issue to do with COVID throughout COVID in uh, in a safety critical business right i can't really say much more than that and what i found was um you basically try to you'll get people with ideas and i think this is what you're what you're doing now is you're getting together all of your ideas of all of the things that you could possibly do and you're trying to then work out how do you who does what how do you resource it and all of these things so you're kind of at the um brainstorming stage and then what you might find as, as i did is really though no matter how hard you try you will always get 80 percent of people are a followers and b the minimal workers or in, in fact they're not even workers right they'll, they'll they'll click something or they'll go into a chat room but they won't actually do anything and you'll get you'll get the remaining 20 percent of people doing any of the work and actually most of the work really comes down to like one to five to maybe 10 percent of people and you just find that out eventually and then you'll find your organization structure you'll find your kind of the way to do things and, and these points David makes about when you involve lots of people, lots of just, you know, keen members, you have to make their involvement really easy, really basic. That's that's absolutely true in my experience. So I think that, you know, Peter, Peter sounds like a guy who is ahead of the curve in terms of he's thinking very systemically about how do you organize, how do you structure, how do you get objectives, you know, quite corporate kind of ideas, which is all completely valid because I think like that. And and the the benefit of having somebody like Peter around is that he can give you his ideas and you can look at them and process them and and absorb them as you make your progress, right? And... um, Instead of, and at the same time, Zainab's got all of this um, experience of how you organically um, organize. And so she's got that kind of experience. And you marry Peter and Zainab's approach together. Over time, you evolve your organizational structure. But what I would warn against is because the scale of what you're doing is potentially so large, you, you could you run the risk of being trapped in an endless discussion. And that is the killer of everything, right? What you really okay, want to do so, is find the so... doer who just starts to do a little bit and delivers a little bit of something, delivers a little bit of something. And then you, and like Andrew's saying, you know, just do a barbecue, get a local community connection. That's your first do. Then your second do is, is something a little bit incremental on top of that. Here's the thing I would just say quickly is that this call in particular is kind of supposed to be like a feed into, um, getting some more people into the discord because when we have conversations here and you make a proposal, like however simple or complicated, there's almost no way to really uh, quantify and look back on the progress or, or positions of different people or promises made. So that's the only main reason I wanted. If people would like to, you can message me and I'll give you the link to the discord and we can get on to 
more specifically, what are people in what what are people's you know top three issues they want to work on, and what region do they live in? Um, and then beyond that, I would think that the next thing is to start with these very small, um, you know, very small projects. Because, like, also back to Peter's point, I think what you described as far as a renter's revolution. Um, you know, that is a decently well thought out example for a quick example about how, you know, what are different ways that renters can build collective bargaining power. But the problem is that it's never going to happen. Um, I mean, there, there's, there's the do, there's the don't pay UK campaign right now for energy bills in the UK. It very well may be the case that they don't pay their bills and they gain collective bargaining power through that. But people are not going to be able to convince each other to take part in what is, at the very least, asking of their precious time, which is all that we really have in our lives, or even more so, asking you to risk your, uh, you know, your your secure housing to, or your precarious housing to risk, um, you know, putting yourself on a higher priority watch list of the state where you'll be harassed or going to a protest where you could be arrested, like. You can't do that without having some kind of relationship with people that you trust. And sometimes many groups that are small and kind of poorly organized show up to a gigantic, massive movement like what happened in 2020. Most of those people were not super well connected. They were all showing up to the protest as an organic um, you know, spark that spread across not only the United States but other parts of the world. Uh, but the places where people really won – concessions like in philadelphia where they won a huge um you know like 30 or so properties from the city in exchange for stopping uh occupation protest of a public park those people were able to do that because they knew each other well they already had done work together they already had an organization together and they trusted each other that can't be that can't be transmitted to one another across the internet. I mean, I've gotten to know a lot of, uh, a lot of us on here on this call and we have a rapport and we kind of understand where each other's coming from. But that's why I say like, we're not going to start with um, here's the renters revolution and put it into motion in a couple of weeks. It actually is. I mean, if we, if we come up with a strategy, we can send it out to a lot of different uh, organizations that already work on um that already work on renters' rights. There, there are political parties, uh, there are social organizations that are either just completely informal but powerful, or also nonprofits and things like that. Um, but it's like they already have their own relationships with a lot of different people. So to spread a revolutionary plan takes actual trust amongst people. Yeah, I'm not. I just want to. Uh... Going back to that, when I uh, talk earlier today, people may think I'm just trying to discourage this uh, Discord platform. I'm not. Uh, what I'm trying to bring up is this. You have to revolutionize something. iPhone is a revolutionary product, right? You want Discord to bring a revolution because it's kind of a, a symbiotic relationship with that right you go to a slave you say you should be a free man you should not be a slave that's a revolutionary idea right if you tell the rent if you go tell the renters you can control the rent by organizing that's a revolutionary idea 
So, I, uh, you know, if Mao goes to the poor peasant village saying, you, gr you plow this, this land, they, days in and day, uh, 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 days and night, but you don't own it and you're exploited. You should be owning this land. That's a revolutionary idea. So I, I kind of want to, because the attractiveness is the being revolutionary. Otherwise it's boring. Otherwise you probably will be better off staying in the basement. Only by being revolutionary, you can get people excited, right? So that's what I'm trying to bring up. So no, I'm not, uh, yeah, I totally agree. This is, a, this is a completely, I want to be a, like a constructive, uh, you know, provide constructive criticism, not because I don't like you. Actually, I do like you all. And uh, it's about, I want to just make sure you understand that. You go to see black people, you say, I was telling them, hey, guess what? Reparation not only is justified, but justifiable, it's actually doable. You can be operationalized. Right. Right. Then you bring a revolution idea. People say, okay, why? And then you can explain to them why. And then if right. people say, hmm, this guy makes, well, makes that, you bring a revolution. Otherwise, you know, just say no shit, you know. And and Peter, I will say this because I because I do trust you because you and I have a rapport. So so I have to say that I conversation. Thank you. Um, just to answer David's question, there's not a whole lot of resources out there. Netroots used to do this kind of thing, but then they got co-opted by the Democratic Party. Um, there's been others that do. If I run across any, though, David, I can message you if you'll if you'll message me on Discord, only because I'm away from my computer right now. Um, I can send you some, but I honestly think, and this is one thing that I've been talking about a lot, is that a training apparatus and something where seasoned organizers and those who have done the work can talk about the things like, what are the different structures you can build? Um, what are different ways that you can do it? And we have a community that's also not just um, organizing on whim, but has like a network of ways that we can train and teach people how to do it, you know, so that they can be successful. Um, and when new ideas come, because new ideas always do come about, um, and then it's like it can be absorbed into that. I'm sort of doing that for journalism. I'm launching a a site for independent journalists. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be fundraising for that soon, and it's going to platform independent journalists all across the country, kind of like a Huffington Post but for leftists. And it's also going yay. To yeah, it's going to train. Um, it's going to train journalists, so folks that want to be citizen journalists and that sort of thing. Like, there is training in ethical journalism, sourcing, you know, and then I want to platform candidates, actions, organizing. And on this, there's going to be a page on the website where people can put their events in from all across the country. And then you can go and you can search your state to see what you can be involved in. So if you've never organized before, one thing I would suggest is get involved in something that's already happening if you can find it, because you'll learn a whole lot. Everyone wants to start something, but there, there's a lot less people that want to support something already started. Does that make sense? So be one of those people. Be in the background. It's okay. 
you don't have to be the founder of something. There's a tremendous amount of merit to being the person that's in the background. Every single person involved matters. And so, like, that's the greatest way to learn is to get involved with something and start learning and keep your ears open and keep your heart open to that learning process. I'm still learning. Every day I learn something new. You know, so if we keep that open, but maybe one of the things we should add to the list is a training program for the actions that are on the list. You know, people that we can bring in that can help provide resources, yes. write down some of their strategies, that sort of thing. Where can I send my where can I send my resume? And David, you should if what you're looking to do is organize a ballot measure, there's a there's an organization, their um, website looks like it's under maintenance, but I was just there yesterday. It's called the Fairness Project, thefairnessproject.org. I'll put it in the chat here. Um, that might be a resource. They they work on they've been working on ballot measures across the country. If that's what you're looking to do, if you're looking for a different kind of organizing, like or union organizing, that's a whole nother ball of wax. I see I see you, Andrew. Hey, yeah, I was just gonna say, David. Um, there are groups that do organizing training, but also like I think what are very important. Um, like logistic trainings for the, it'll be like a jail support training, a know your rice training. There are street medic trainings. Um, so to have people understand the ins and outs of how to, this is all more in relation to like protest organizing, uh, with union organizing. There are also people who will occasionally have a little like meeting and, but that tends to be a little bit more insular within the unions. I think it would be excellent if there's not already something like that, to have a larger, like broader, more than just a local or union specific uh, kind of training program. But I'll, I'll, I can't remember whereabouts are you in the country again, David? Because I could send you resources from the West Coast, but I don't remember where you are. In, in California. Okay, yeah. I can send you stuff that's in like um, the Bay Area and Portland. I oh, know perfect. that's that those are far perfect. away, but yeah. All right. Anyways, yeah. Um, Pedro, I know you also had something that you wanted to get off your chest that was a little. I don't know, Amanda, if you have time for that before we close the room, but otherwise, yeah, just please everyone message me if you want to get into the Discord and start to talk with people um, on a more, like, uh, lasting recorded basis and get to know people in your area and maybe meet up and do something. Awesome, Andrew. Thank you so much. Pedro. Oh, hi, everyone. Uh, so I had something slightly off topic. I don't know if it's okay with you, Amanda, or that's your show. It uses extremely violent methods. My, uh, my apology at not immediately catching on. Sometimes I'm dense. It's been a wonderful... Not me, the least, okay? I okay, always then enjoy I it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're far away from your microphone, Pedro, but I, I can oh, hear. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, let me. Okay, uh, I'm not sure. Where I can, let me change it to my iPhone. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, Andrew, would you like to Loki? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna just mention real fast. I was, 
I was thinking about this organizing thing as well, and I was, I was actually, at, at, you know, because there's this software called Lumio, uh, back in the day, it's kind of like a conception software, but now they, they, they charge for it, but um, I thought maybe with the next best thing, and I, I thought, you know, like a digital, a digital workspace, so there's a, there's a few um, digital workspaces, you know, Especially now after people are pandemic. Yeah. Home and stuff. Maybe there's we can. Well, some are open source, actually, but there's definitely some free ones. Yeah, I think that, was that we should we should discuss that because having a good workspace is a good. Yeah, especially when we're just when we have people from calling, you know, we're trying to connect with people on calling or over the internet. Or right. whatever, then kind of we could start, you know, working our ideas out online. Yeah. Also that, you know, people are on the same page and they're willing, you know, you find out if people are willing to commit or not while you're still online because if you meet and then people don't have the same energy, like when their feet are on the ground, then it, it kind of sucks. So it's, you know, it's good to make everything simple before before you put the boots on the ground, you know, clear objectives. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Loki. Loki, my my phone is acting up, which is part of why I need to be closing closing the room down. Sorry, William, I see you, and Pedro, I see you. I'm sorry, because my phone's about to die. May the force be with you. <laughs> see you on the Discord. And also, with you. <laughs> Do you have a link there for the Discord?